you are in Illinois, hopefully you have been enjoying this weather. The last three days have been phenomenal. Been outside for the most part. It has been awesome. Wishing it was like this every day in Illinois, all the time. Unfortunately, it isn't. But fortunately, what we do have is another episode of Edge of URC Podcast, episode 102. Special guest for this episode is Abby Bosnich. Just took the head coaching job of St. Bede Volleyball. Been an assistant for a few years there. Was a coach at Burrow Valley. Is still a teacher at Princeton and is a basketball coach at Princeton too. She wears many hats, got a lot of things going on. She discusses it all with us on Edge of URC Podcast. Awesome interview. I don't know where you're hearing this one, but... You can hear this podcast with Abby Bosnich or any of the other previous 101 shows on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, or Google Music. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Send us an email if you would like to give us any suggestions, answer questions, tell us we're doing something wrong, tell us we're doing something awesome, anything you want to edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com big shout out to brian cabelli who did the intro and outro beat for edge of your seat podcast that's my bro salukis for life i mentioned that i was outside quite a bit the last few days on saturday and sunday i was helping the gentleman at olson construction with the roof been doing advertisements for them since april and I did not realize the line of work that they do. Oh yeah, you know, it's a light fixture, oh, it's a remodel, but a how hard the job really is. We did this roof, I'm a grown man, I go to the gym, try to eat healthy, you know, I'm not the skinniest, I'm not the biggest, strongest, toughest, but I like to think, you know, I'm a man's man, I can do things. Man, Saturday we were on the roof for 12 hours, Sunday we went back and did another six. On Sunday, about the last hour and a half, I could not do nothing. I could hardly move my feet, my legs, my hips. They were just done. They're like, go home, bro. Go home. So much respect and appreciation to what these guys do for their profession and what any other construction worker, roofer, anybody doing that kind of physical work. Much love and appreciation from Brandon LaChance and Edge of Your Seat Podcast. So with knowing what they go through, I'm doing their ad right now. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, definitely roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olsa Construction, which is fully licensed and insured, at 815-910-5982. You can also reach Olsa Construction on Facebook at the Olsa Construction LLC page or via email olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. Abby Bosnich and I talk about high school sports starting back up. We got some stats, some box scores to chat about. The LP Ottawa Earlville swim team has started their season 2-0. These girls are amazing. They beat Olympia 94-34 on August 24th 
and then turned around on August 27th, defeated Pontiac 80-54. Peyton Heggie, who was a state qualifier last year and was on this podcast, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, won eight events over those two meets. So congratulations to the Lady Cavaliers already taking laps around people in the pool. That's amazing. In cross-country action, the Amboy boys and girls were at the Eastland Invite in Lantern on Wednesday. Amboy's Lauren Althaus won the girls' race in 2301.2, where Allie Jones was fifth with 2554.9, Madeline McCaughlin was eighth in 2628.9, and Brittany Mundell was 13th with 2736.3. 23 minutes, 27 minutes, much props. I could never do that. Unfortunately, they did not place with only having four girls finish. Got to have five for a team score. So Eastland won 22, and Duran Pecatonica was second with 33. The boys from Amboy finished first with 21 points. For Amboy, they had five guys finish in the top seven. Crazy fast. Ian Eller, 17 minutes, 33.1 seconds. Second, Brock Loftus, 1752.1. Fifth, Kyler McNich, 1940.6. Sixth, Charlie Dickinson, 2014.5. And seventh, Andrew Jones, 2036.6. Congrats to the Clippers. Definitely want to introduce one of our new sponsors on this show. Jameson Media Services. It is tough starting something new. A new business isn't a smooth startup. A new product or service isn't as easy as riding a bike either. In the digital world, Jameson Media Services gives that bike new tires, a comfortable cushion, and maybe even a motor. Don't even have to pedal. Locally owned Jameson Media Services offers business and organizations something extremely important in the technology era digital marketing solutions. To help your professional endeavor prosper and stay successful, Jamison Media Services designs websites, produces video, manages social media, and has a license to fly drones for photography and video. You choose the vehicle. A new shiny bike, made easy to ride, a drone for flashy stylist vibes, or both. Jamison Media Services paves the road and clears the skies for amazing digital marketing solutions. Call 815-866-9352 to contact owner Brent Jamison. Also make sure to check out JamisonMediaServices.com. In the professional sports world, or I guess amateur, not even professional, college basketball world, some sad news the last few weeks. Two coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, basketball Hall of Fame, college basketball Hall of Fame, both Hall of Fames, Luke Olson, John Thompson Jr., both rest in peace. Luke Olson passed away at 85 years old. Coached Arizona from 1983 to 2008. Was with Iowa from 74 to 83 before he went to Arizona. Had a 781 to 280 record. 781 wins, 280 losses. That is nuts. Won the NCAA title in 1997 with Mike Bibby, Jason Terry. Michael Dickerson, that crew, and he went to five Final Fours altogether. John Thompson Jr., I just saw a video today where Allen Iverson in his Hall of Fame speech was crying and said, I want to thank Coach Thompson for saving my life. 
I remember watching that Hall of Fame speech, but just the video, you know, brought, I'm not going to say I cried, but it was emotional. Like, man, this guy really meant something to a lot of people. And he touched a lot of people through his basketball career as a player and a coach. He played with the Boston Celtics from 1964 to 66, winning two NBA rings in 65 and 66. As a coach, he went 596 wins, 239 losses. Main run, his only college run, was Georgetown, 1972 to 1999. Won the NCAA championship in 1984 with Georgetown as they beat Houston. Then lost the championship in 1985 to Villanova. We all know that Patrick Ewing squad. If you know anything about sports or college basketball, you have heard the story about these teams. John Thompson was famous because of these Georgetown teams in the 80s. Then, mid-90s, he gets a guy named Allen Iverson, takes him off the street, gives him a chance when nobody else would, and the story is history from there. John Thompson is known as a player, a coach, a lifesaver, really. So rest in peace to both Coach Olsen and Coach Thompson Jr. The basketball world is definitely missing you. Sticking with basketball, NBA playoffs got back to action on Saturday after Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were postponed due to the protest. The Lakers on Saturday eliminated the Blazers in Game 5, 131 to 122. Blazers are going home. The Bucks eliminated the Magic in Game 5, 118 to 104. Orlando's going home. The Rockets took a 3-2 lead in the series over OKC Thunder, 114-80. On Sunday, the Clippers sent the Dallas Mavericks home, 111-97, won their series 4-2. Also in first round action, the Nuggets defeated the Jazz, 119-107, to stay alive, tied the series 3-3. That has been my favorite series to watch, and I figured that way from the beginning. Both teams are amazing. And in the first game of the East semifinals, the Boston Celtics defeated the Toronto Raptors, 112-94. I am a huge basketball fan, and watching these scores, there is a lot trouncing, a lot of whooping, lots of you better bring your game back next game. And that is always the case in the beginning of the playoffs. But come semifinal action, should get a little better, more heated up. That's the way I like it. Monday's action going on right now. Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks are starting their Eastern Conference semifinal series. Then Game 6 of Houston Rockets, OKC Thunder. If the Rockets win, it is over. One more thing I want to add before we kick it to Abby Bosnich. Lucas Giolito, after the no-no last week, is the American League Player of the Week. He deserves it. That was amazing. 13 Ks, 9 innings, took his ERA from a 3.89 to a 3.09, and one showing. That a boy. Proud to be Chicago when you got things going on like that. Well, we will be back on Wednesday with Ottawa Marquette alum and a Parkland College alum, Tristan Rakes. Great dude. Awesome to talk to him again. He made the Parkland College all-decade team. Amazing. From 2010 to 2019, they made it an all-decade team, and Tristan Rakes found himself on it. He was pumped. I was pumped. We got to speak about it. Until then, peace. Being in an 
area, no matter where you are, you'll see people move from one job to another, and sometimes you see a familiar face or a familiar name, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm glad they got that job. Oh, they deserve that job. That's pretty awesome that they're there. My guest today is one of those instances for me, Abby Bosnich, new St. Bede volleyball coach. How are you, Abby? I'm doing well. Thanks, Brandon. How are you? I am doing great. I am happy to have you on. I met you when you were coaching head coach for Barrow Valley, seeing a couple different stops along the way, and now you're at St. Bede. Tell us the joy, excitement you have to be the head coach of the Lady Bruins. You know, St. Pete is just home. I was graduated in 2002 from there, and Carrie Damerell asked me to be on her staff a couple years ago. I think it took a little bit of convincing, but I agreed and started coaching with some of my best friends and her and Christina Hansen and Ginger Ludford and really formed a bond with them and, and just started to really enjoy being around the game again. Carrie was able to find a job closer to home, and the head coaching position came open. And um, just talking to Nick and the administration at St. Bede, after I left the first conversation with Nick, I remember I was driving out of the lane at St. Bede, and I just knew it was the right decision. It just felt real, and it felt like it was the right move for me, and I hope that already being on the staff will be great for the girls to be able to form that bond. Now, you said it just felt like home. You went to school there. Then, you know, you've coached at a couple different places, including Barrow Valley and Princeton. You're a teacher at Princeton. Now it's St. Bede. So you got a few different schools. What is it about St. Bede that makes it still home, even though, you know, you graduated a little while ago? I really enjoyed coaching at Bureau Valley. I had great athletes um, when I chose to leave Bureau Valley. Um, I've never coached volleyball at Princeton. I, I do still coach basketball there, and I love working at Princeton. Um, I love the administration. I love the staff. I love the athletes. There's just something about your alma mater and the way that it feels when you go back there, and I'm sure many can say that. But when I go to St. B, a lot of familiar faces, whether it's teachers that I had when I was in high school or coaches that impacted my life, and I just want to bring that same bond to those kids at St. Bede. Um, having my cousin Macy just graduate from there, it was really special to be a part of the program with her there. And I have some more cousins that are still in the program and Leah Bosnick and Allie Bosnick becoming a freshman. So that really just draws me a little bit to that and being able to share the experience with them. Now, going from a head coach to an assistant coach back to a head coach, what are some of the like the differences or the adjustments that you have to make? Because, you know, as a head coach, you're the head of the program. As an assistant, you have your certain roles that the head coach wants you to do. How is it like trying to adjust? You know, because as humans, I don't want to call it a power struggle or a power surge or anything like that, but we're used to doing things. How is it like taking that step up and back? I really enjoyed being a head coach when I was at Bureau Valley. And just as much as I enjoyed being a head coach, I really enjoy being an assistant coach. I feel that I can help a head coach, um, maybe from having some experience as a head coach, maybe giving them some advice as an assistant coach, or just doing behind-the-scenes work, such as paperwork, ordering shirts, stats. I really enjoy that stuff. So um, I also enjoy that role. Being back in the head coaching role, you know, some of the things such as fundraising or parents or just right now with everything going on, schedule changes and all of that, it definitely is a lot more and it makes you appreciate the head coach that maybe you were under before and sometimes not knowing all of the things that were going on even though you already know it's definitely been an adjustment and um, yeah I think for the next 
few weeks just getting into the role and um, contact days are coming up right now and all of those things, just finding the best way for us to participate in that is definitely going to be a challenge as a head coach. Oh, you mentioned Carrie Damarell leaving. She had taken over the, the program. She was the athletic director. She has now moved on to teaching eighth grade in Metamora. What were some things that you learned from Carrie to kind of help you develop your career moving on as the head coach of St. Bede? Yeah, I really enjoyed working with Carrie. Um, having coached against Carrie when I was at Bureau Valley to then be on her staff at St. Bede was different you know I saw her in a different light as an opposing coach and when I got there one thing she really taught me was to just remember to go with the flow and not always have to have a plan in a certain way and she was very good at adjusting when needed and and being willing to change where um, I think that's one thing I'm hoping to grow in as a head coach and I hope that you know her leadership and I know her friendship that I still have that I can reach out to will definitely be a benefit in that. Definitely. You also mentioned Ginger and Christina. Are they still going to be on your staff? Yeah, Ginger Ledford and Christina Hansen will still both be on the staff. Um, I'm in the process of finding one more staff member. Um, I'm still on the hunt for that. I don't really know what role everyone's going to play yet. I'm thankful for the flexibility that St. Bede Academy allows as the head coach for me to really put people in the place that they'll succeed and will be best for our athletes in the program. So um, once we kind of work that out with who we're going to add to our staff as the fourth staff member, we'll really put people into place. Christina was the freshman coach last year. I was the sophomore coach and Ginger was the assistant. And Ginger just assisted us at all levels with so many things. Can't say enough good things about the two that are still on the staff. And Ginger does have two girls in the program so I want to make sure that you know we're just really doing what's best for all the coaches I had no idea last year when Christina came on staff how you know just these, these ladies would become my friend and that really says a lot I think that also goes back to what we talked about about it being home is like I really enjoy coaching with them so I know you take this job in a weird time obviously we're in the pandemic COVID-19 coronavirus I feel like every day it's got a new name <laughs> but you're you're taking over in this you know weird spot in all of our lives how has it been dealing with this obviously you know it affecting you know the spring graduations didn't happen the way they usually do summer camps and workouts probably didn't happen what have you been trying to do to make things as normal as possible yeah this summer has been very different for volleyball my whole life i have been a part of sports whether as an athlete or a college athlete and then finally now as a coach and I had so much time this summer. I, I did so many things that I maybe couldn't do before just in my own home or in my own area, obviously, with everything going on. Um, as a coach, we were able to get um, one summer league game in at Hall before the restrictions were then placed. Carrie was still there. I was the assistant coach, but it was good to get the girls in the gym, and we saw a lot of great things. Now, with school starting back up, the IHSA has said that we can have some contact days from September 7th to October 31st. So we're starting to plan those. One of the struggles, I'm sure you're aware, is St. Pete only has one gym. So everyone can have contact days, whether it be basketball, girls basketball, boys basketball, football, track, softball, baseball. Everyone will be fighting for that gym time. And so 
just working that out into what will be the best use of our time and also ensuring that we are staying in the social distancing guidelines because I really want to have a season. So I would hate to get someone sick right now while we're just able to have some contact days before we get to actually being in the season. Yeah, and I think that is a worry to absolutely everybody because if there's not even like a large number of cases, like there's just a few cases in a couple schools and things could turn around real quick. And I'm kind of worried about that as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, teaching at Princeton High School, I'm really lucky. We've been in school seven, eight days now. And, you know, the kids are there every other day. And, um, yeah, things are going very well. But I see all the schools in the area and know what could happen. So I just want to ensure that, you know, as we're moving forward, we're really staying close to our guidelines and doing what we need to do so that hopefully we can have a season in the spring. As a teacher, how have students been with the mask and interaction in classrooms? You know, it's funny you ask, Brandon. Like two weeks ago when we were preparing for school, I really had a different mindset and I was very worried about how kids would react wearing a mask all day and are they going to wear them all day and kind of many of the things that everyone has talked about. But being a high school teacher at Princeton, the kids have been great. Um, I don't have any problems with them keeping their masks on. They do a great job throughout the day of practicing their social distancing and, you know, really taking pride in the fact that we're able to be in school and them having the opportunity to be there and maybe see people. And yeah, it's been really great. And I am thankful for the opportunity to go in person and continue to see my students. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, things aren't normal, but they, they're making attempts. Like in the spring when they just shut everything down and life just seemed like, in a way, it was over. It seemed like the world had just stopped. There was no sports. There was no school. There was, you know, most businesses had shut down, restaurants, bars. At least we're trying to make an effort to still live even though, you know, this thing has not gone away. So I'm definitely happy that kids are back in school. Sports are starting to pick up. IHSA divided up the sports whether you agree with it or not you know trying to allow sports to happen so it's all been cool with the mask kids are always you know kids we like they like to joke around and have fun with things so do you see or hear mask jokes and do you see people like trying to you know accessorize masks like make them cool or fashionable like i said the masks really aren't a conversation to have and i haven't seen any really cool accessorized ones yet that would be cool. I have seen a couple of kids that made some on a cricket and have few sayings. One has like 2020 and it has five stars and only one's filled in. It said would not recommend. <laughs> That's um, good. That's good. One of the students in my class has that and he's really proud of it. And I complimented on it. And he told me, well, I'll bring you one in next week. So maybe I might have a new one by then. I'm surprised there's not a lot of bedazzled ones. You know, I don't think that they've had enough time really to get that far. I think so many kids are just excited, really, to be back in school. I think that they haven't been able to do stuff for so long that being able to be in school is really exciting for them. Yeah, like I was trying to pinpoint on, it's like it's just good to like try to be doing something where people are around each other and trying to get back to normality, like something normal. For sure. I mean, and I think that we all want that, but I have to continue to remind myself um, just of the severity of the virus and making sure that I'm still safe while still trying to get back to normal. 
Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that we would be doing this? No, I I thought about that a lot in the spring too, you know, when we got sent home from school and we were working from home for so long, I kept thinking like, oh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be back to normal. In a couple of weeks, we'll be back to normal. And I think what really made it real for me was when the boat races in Depew were canceled. There was a lot of other things that happened, but being from Depew and my family involved in boat racing, 36 years, it was 35 years it was here in Depew. It was set to be the 36th year. When that was canceled, it just really hit me how serious and what that meant and how the new normal looked right now. And you have involvement with the boat races, right? Correct. My brother races and my dad is the race director. That's Paul Bosnich? Yeah, my dad is Paul Bosnick the second, and my brother is Paul Bosnick the third, or I like to call him Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Does he let anybody else call him Polly, or just you? Yeah, I think most. You know, I don't really know, but now that you ask that, I think a lot of people still call him Polly. I think people he's met in his older life call him Paul, but I mean, he has two children, my nephews, and I still call him Polly. So I don't know any different. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Knew we were talking, obviously, about you taking over the St. Bede program. Probably didn't get to see a lot of them in that one summer game, but what kind of a team are you expecting, or what are you excited about when, you know, volleyball actually finally gets to happen? I am planning a meeting coming up with the team for next week, and I think part of it is I'm just so excited to see them and get to spend some time together and really just see what their expectations are as well. Um, We have a lot of talent returning. The sophomore team that I coached last year, the juniors coming in, had a very successful year. That also brings in the senior class of Elena Wamhoff, who just committed a D1 scholarship. Um, Reese Ludford, Marissa Bame, also a couple other seniors. I don't have the roster in front of me, but just some ones that got a lot of playing time last year that I'm looking forward to really being able to continue to work with them and then put the juniors with them to fill the voids of those people that we lost that graduated. Who are some of the now juniors that you're looking to step up? Yeah, some of the juniors, Ren Ledford, she played some varsity minutes for us last year, um, as well as on the sophomores. Peyton Giordano, I'm expecting her to do good things in the back row. Ryan Stout, another one. Leah Bosnick was injured last year, but saw a lot of potential from her this summer. Abby Nawa was another one that did a great job for us last year. Leah Smudzinski, Caitlin Kabilsik. Miranda Maserano was a sophomore that played varsity last year. I am looking for her to also have that varsity experience and do well. And Maya Waters is another sophomore that will be a junior that I think will be able to contribute as well. And I'm just excited to see how far they've grown because I have heard how much they're doing on their own. And as a coach, that really excites me that they're working to get better on their own. And you obviously mentioned Elena. I remember as a freshman her serving like 27 points against Mendota yes I was at that game just watching and she did a great job she really came in as a freshman and really showed why she was on the varsity team and every time I have been able to just work with Delena and be in the gym with her her skill level is second to none that I've seen as a coach and I'm so excited for her and her commitment, and I'm just excited to get to work together this year, um, her last year at St. Pete. And I said 27 like that because I couldn't remember if it was exactly 27, but it was high 27s on points. I mean, that was 
almost three years ago. I'm trying to remember how many it was. It was one to one, and she served the game out. So she did score 24 in a row, and then I think she had some in the other games as well. I was sitting in the stands covering it for the local paper, and I'm just like, cool, this is the freshman. I had already talked to Carrie for the season preview, and I'm like, she's supposed to be good. You know, she's shown a lot of progress. And then I see that performance, and I'm like, oh, man, she's going to be something special. So to have her your first year, that has to be awesome because, you know, a setter sets up everything. I'm really excited for her. Just her knowledge of the game. She plays a lot of volleyball outside of school as well, and I think she just brings so much to the team. I saw last year um, when Macy Bosnick was injured, just the way that she really, really tried to bring the team together and remind them that it was still going to be okay and we would build together. And I'm, I'm so excited for that because that's something you can't always teach in a player. So you have lots to be you know, excited for. A lot of players that I know their names and a lot of players that shown that they can play on the varsity level. Yeah, for sure. I think last year, one thing we really struggled with was just finding the right mixture of a lineup. And so although it was a struggle at the time, I think it's actually a benefit for me now because I know that so many of the girls have the potential to play at the varsity level, and some of them already have that experience. So that's something maybe we won't have to struggle with when the season starts. And I'm going to say this in a jokingly matter, but it's kind of serious, too. The one thing about the St. B gym is for fall volleyball, it is always super crazy hot. The one good thing about volleyball in the spring may be that it's a little cooler and you're not sweating to death. I have to be honest with you. I am definitely looking forward to volleyball in St. Pete gym in the spring. Uh, as weird as it is and as different as it is, you know, not being 105 degrees in there is going to be great. So I am excited for that part of it, Brandon. If there's one team that should be extremely happy that their season got moved, for one year maybe, I know fall volleyball is a staple, and, and I believe it should be in the fall when things are back to normal. But for one year, having spring volleyball for St. B, that's one program that's very happy. That's true, you know, but I always tell the girls at practice, you know, we got to use that to our advantage. Most schools that we play all have air conditioning so when they come to our gym we're used to practicing in 100 degree heat they're the ones that are tired not us so you know sometimes we use that to our advantage but we'll work through it this year that's true you got to use the home court advantage when you got it <laughs> that's right definitely I had mentioned I've done previews for St. Pete Volleyball. I worked at the local paper for eight years I probably did like six of them there's a banner or a is it a banner would you call it a banner um, it's a placard, maybe, I don't know, banner is a good word that hangs on the side. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so there's a banner with regional titles or titles for programs, and the volleyball program has one regional in 2001, and for every preview, the excitement level was always garnered around putting another number up there. Every kid that I ever talked to in a Lady Bruins uniform wanted to change that number. It's definitely a very important thing. Does that help fuel some success going through the program, especially your first couple years, trying to change that number? You know, that number is pretty special to me, Brandon. I was a senior on that regional team, and my aunt was the coach, Melissa Bosna. So definitely that number means a lot to me. I know just from being in the gym how bad girls want to change that and put more numbers up there. I'm really hopeful we can do that. I think we have the talent to do so. It'll be interesting to see what the IHSA does with postseason. 
this year with COVID and how that all plays out. And if we're really, if we're able to have the postseason as we have in the past, or if there's any regional competition. And, and if not, I still think there's so many goals to, you know, reach for in my first season at St. Pete. But I am definitely looking forward to hopefully having the opportunity to put another number up there on that board. And I'm not trying to jinx anything, but how awesome would that be if you were a senior and played for the 2001 and then you're the head coach of the next number that goes up there? You know, it, it would be pretty great. I, I've i always wanted that for St. Bede Volleyball, and I guess being a head coach, I definitely want that for St. Bede Volleyball. I thought when I was an assistant coach and my cousin Macy was on the team, oh, that would be so cool to be able to be a part of it as my aunt was for me and now being the head coach. I'm like, well, that would be pretty great. So, you know, just as any head coach would, of course I want that regional title and we'll definitely work for it every day and I hope that we have the opportunity to play for that this year would be great. Well, before I let you go, Abby, doing this new thing where I like to play little games with the guests, find out some interesting stuff so we are going to play a game i am going to call hot potato okay i'm ready i think (laughs) so the way that we're going to do this is kind of like rapid fire questions i'm going to give you two things items people places whatever and you just tell me which one you would choose okay perfect we'll start with red or blue we'll start easy blue jamaica or hawaii hawaii math or english math well you said that quick I teach both, but math, definitely. (laughs) Car or truck? Truck. Mountains or ocean? Ooh, this is the toughest one, Brandon. Ocean. And last but not least, hamburger, chicken strips? Hamburger. A lot of those are easy for you. You're like, yep, yeah, 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 you know. (laughs) You know, I have that problem. Even, like, taking tests, I, like, have to just say my answer, and I can't think about it. Because when I go back and, like, change it, I'm like... Oh, maybe that could be right, and so I just have to go with it. Well, the good thing is, is you didn't get burned by the hot potato for too long, see? See, good. I was I was ready. The only one that gave me trouble was mountains or ocean, because I like both, so I don't know, but... One thing I did want to discuss with you that I had not, so hot potato's not going to be the last thing we talk about. Real quick okay. before I let you go, say that again, I guess, is... During COVID, when we were at home and people were doing things that they weren't normally doing or making extra purchases, you told me that you bought a couple of really awesome things. I did. I'm used to being a coach and not having much time at home. But having some time at home, I found myself making purchases and I kept saying that life needed to go back to normal so I quit spending money. I had that problem as well. (laughs) Your purchases were way awesomer than mine. What did you buy? Um, I purchased a hot tub and a jet ski. The hot tub is awesome, but I am super jealous about the jet ski because I've always wanted one. Yeah, growing up around water and water sports, I've ridden a lot of jet skis, rented them on vacations, and really just started talking about buying one in the last couple of years. And I don't know how much you know, Brandon, but anything outdoorsy is really hard to find right now. Kayaks, paddle boards, jet skis. Campers, all hard to find. People are just doing more outdoors. And so came across a good deal and purchased a jet ski. When we purchased it, it had 25 hours on it. Purchased it in the middle of July. 
first day we had it, took it out on Lake Depew for about three and a half hours and let all the neighbor kids take a ride, my family take a ride, and just really enjoy it. And I think right now, six weeks later, it has 49 hours on it. So the guy had it that we purchased it from for two years, put 25 hours on it, and we've owned it for six weeks and put 24 hours on it. So I think that we've done a pretty good job of using it. I would say so. That's a lot of hours in a small amount of time compared to the previous owner. Yeah, so, you know, when the lake comes back up in DPU, I'll have to give you a call. You can come on down and give it a test ride out on the lake. Oh, I would definitely do that. No second thoughts about that at all. You call me, I'm there. <laughs> all right, I'll have to do that. Well, thank you, Abby. Congratulations again on becoming the head coach of the St. Bede Volleyball Program. That is awesome. I know you're going to do a great job. Thank you for spending some time with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Brandon. I'm really excited for the season and looking forward to seeing you more as well.